Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday from the Podcast Daily. It is Stockwatch time, and we've got a game to evaluate, so we don't have to make up new rules this week. That's Bill Lannis, Jeremy Birmingham, and I am Austin Ward. Uh, in case you forgot, it was 54 to 10 last week, so there's probably a lot of people that we could point to that are trending up on the stocks. But the first couple quarters for the offense weren't great. I don't think Burn will take a stock down, but the options are available. Maybe Bill will. We'll see. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. I'll do a stock down first. Ooh, a stock yeah. down. Yeah. It's stock down on the run game. Okay. Or maybe be more fair to say it's it's uh, it's flat right now. Like, it was it was good. I wanted to buy some of it, like, two weeks ago. Um, I kind of, you know, I want to wait and see now after what I saw against Iowa. Again, a very good defense. But I just, I, the lack of execution coming out of the bye week to me was a little bit alarming. Um, it's not anything I don't think they can get fixed because the good we've seen of this rushing attack has been very good. It's been better than last year. Last year was an issue. I felt like they addressed it in the proper way. They got a new offensive line coach in here. Everyone was playing very well and were, like, building some momentum, and all of a sudden it stopped uh, against a good defense in, in Iowa. And it's got to pick back up here, not necessarily to beat Penn State, like certainly not to beat Northwestern or Indiana or Maryland, but to have it at your disposal and be comfortable doing it and executing it in the biggest games of the year. Michigan, Big Ten Championship, playoff if they get to that point. So um, I thought they took a little bit of a step back. Mm. It's like what Bob uh, Carpenter said at the live show on Monday. Like, after an off week, the first play you call shouldn't be intercepted, right? And that's what happened to Iowa, but the Ohio State offensive line felt sort of like it got intercepted. on When first matchup against a defense that were like, hey, this defense is probably going to be pretty good, and then they did Stonewall. And like, but I would have said probably down on the interior of the offensive line is where I, I probably, think the guards more specifically. Yeah, uh, yeah, they did not play very well. But I'm going to I'm going to take stock up on Chip Traynham because he's now moved to running back. He's got an opportunity to make some plays there and. You know, maybe that'll help him get more comfortable in the kick return game as well. If he's handling the ball a bit more in practice, you never know. It could be a little bit easier to field a, a kickoff if you're actually carrying the ball in practice. So um, Chip Traynham, especially with the continued issues that uh, Mayan Williams and Trayvon Henderson have had, I think that Chip's in a position to make some some things happen when he gets the ball. We saw it on Saturday against Iowa. Um, I think he's going to score a touchdown on Saturday. But that's not a bold prediction. I just think he's going to. You think Chip Traynham's going to score a touchdown yeah. on Saturday? Yeah. Like, as, as a running back? Yeah. What happened to the concern that you had on Tuesday that this was going to be a, a tight game? Like, how, it's going to still be a tight game when the Buckeyes score a point. Like, it's going to be a gonna tight go, game, but they're going to go to their fourth string, string running back. going to be out there? I don't consider him, like, a fourth string running back. I just think he's going to think they'll have an opportunity to get him in there. And I think oh, like, Didn't he Spicy. literally say on Snap Judgments on Tuesday that Dallin Hayden was still the third guy? Yeah, I, 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 I think he will be. That's I it. like it. I like he's He's keeping us on our toes. I, I think he's going to have an opportunity to, to move up. Check back on Thursday when Burns going to say that Chip Traynham is going to start against Penn Drill State. Down. He's going up the depth chart one rung every single day. I will give a stock up, way up, to Zach Harrison. Um, it's not the first time that we've mentioned him. And some of the previous examples we've said, oh, it's stock up, but it's because he's not being properly appreciated for what he does against the run. What he did on Saturday against Iowa was a culmination of, I think, getting midway through the final year and understanding the pressure, the urgency. Uh, he said he practiced at a different level. I know that's easier to say after you play very well, but I, f I have found Zach Harrison to be very uh, upfront, transparent, and honest with his assessments. So when he said it, I thought he meant it um, yep. because I was asking specifically about the get off and the quickness, uh, quickness reaction, getting to the quarterback. That's 
obviously unfair to always be comparing him to the greats who came before here, but he's playing at a high level and was the most productive player, according to PFF, in the entire country, but the most impactful player in his 20-odd snaps on Saturday against Iowa. Needed more, in my opinion, um, so that stock can continue to grow up, but there was some sort of, you know, scoffing in the offseason because pro scouts are still enamored by the athletic tools and you'd see the occasional mock drafts like Zach Harrison number 25 let's say and you'd be like but why a lot of people this guy's got you know what six x in his career it's that doesn't make any sense well now some of those numbers are coming along and then you add that to the athleticism the maturity the journey all the other things it's going in the right direction for him it's fun to watch I think the best way to appreciate Zach because he gets thought of in the context of the guys that came before him, is to understand that he kind of doesn't play the same position as the Boses and Chase Young. And, and Anthony Schlegel said this when you guys did the difference on Sunday. Like, Zach is, at the next level, probably more likely like a 3-4-5 technique kind of player. He's not a 7. He's definitely not a 9, uh, which is, like, way outside. Like, Chase Young and the Boses would just explode off the ball and basically run around your tackle because they can't get to them. Uh, that's, that's, that's not, that is not Zach's game. But he's so long and powerful and still quick that when he lines up inside, I don't think tackles and certainly guards can't handle him. And I think he's starting to tap into that. And the coaching staff, too, is starting to lean into that skill set a little more. Um, I think you're seeing him take off a little bit. Uh, stock up for Noah Ruggles. Uh, coming off the bench, so to speak, I guess. Kicking four field goals <laughs> against Penn State. I guess he's always on the bench. Uh, to, have not, to have only kicked three field goals all year, and then come in and kick four when they kind of needed it, um, I think speaks to his calmness uh, and big situations. Now, that ended up being a blowout. But at the time that he was kicking, nobody knew that. Um, those were important points at the time. We saw him do it last year in big spots, too. Won the Rose Bowl at, or at Nebraska against Penn State. Like, he's not the first time he's done it. But uh, I thought the little bit that we've seen of him this year looked a little bit off. And to see him come in and kick four from fairly long distance against Iowa, I thought was a good sign. Yeah. That grasshopper's. It's a very large grasshopper. It's the biggest grasshopper. That's a rhinoceros. It's a mutant. Uh, speaking of mutants, um, thank you. You led me right into this. You know that <laughs> Professor X. <laughs> only one receiver at Ohio State has caught a touchdown in every game he's played this year, and that's Julian Fleming. Uh, and he continues oh, to. What just, an interesting stat. He just stat. continues to get better and better, and he's starting to show all of the upside that people thought he would have when he came out of Catawissa. Uh, PA is the number one ranked player in the country in the class of 2020. And I just, the relationship that he has with CJ Stroud, it kind of gets overshadowed by the Jackson Smith and Jigba thing and by what Marvin Harrison does. But those two, Julian Fleming is pretty much the reason that CJ Stroud is at Ohio State. He was like the primary recruiter in that instance. Uh, and, and I really think that their relationship, you're starting to see it uh, yield fruit on Saturdays. Fleming, he's running by people, he's running through people. He's not doing a lot of running around people, but I don't care. He's a wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, as long as you can get by them, then you're you're gonna find yourself open. And he's the most important thing he's doing is he's catching the football. Like there's for a kid that played a, a basically a wing T offense in high school, it was a lot of just chuck it and pray uh, type situation because nobody was ever covering him. He's making contested catches. Uh, he's making downfield catches. The last two touchdowns uh, against Michigan State and. This past week against Iowa were both very tough plays where he had to catch it, run through a guy, uh, and and then finish the play. So, to me, Julian Fleming, stock up, up, up. I'm excited to watch him play. A healthy Julian Fleming in Beaver Stadium uh, is ripe with narrative. <laughs> 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 he plays well. <laughs> yeah, there will be a lot of 
interesting things said to him. I imagine there's no one in the country more disappointed that Julian Fleming is playing well than Alabama. You know, like now he can't play there next year. Oh, oh I got it. Oh, I got it. I like, that's where you go with that. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, America. Well done. Um, all right. Uh, this stock is flat, which uh, it's not obviously not a good or a bad thing, but it is one that I am intrigued by for its growth potential. And that is the cornerbacks. We've talked about them a lot. I said um, last Wednesday on the stock watch that I was buying Cameron Brown for the second half. Turns out that was the exact same day that he uh, had a setback uh, with the, the lower body and missed Saturday's game. And I expect will miss this week against Penn State as well. So that's that's a negative. Well, then you get Jordan Hancock back. And I thought that he played uh, well. There were limited opportunities. I, I'm not sure how much stock we can really put into shutting down Iowa's uh, attempt at a passing attack, whatever it, Zero whatever it was. Yeah, That doesn't mean it's not. But relevant. the fact that he was healthy enough, didn't appear to be limited physically after you know nine weeks or so of dealing with that hamstring injury, there was so much offseason talk about Jordan Hancock. It was crazy the expectations that Ohio State and people who'd seen him throughout workouts, seen him in spring ball, the, the expectations that were there for him were enormous. So if he's healthy enough to do that, and you, you would assume that the opportunity will be there if Cameron Brown's not playing this week, um, you know, he was considered to be ahead of J.K. Johnson on that pecking order, and he's done fine, uh, certainly well enough to be out there. It's a key week for it because Penn State does have some weapons at wide receiver, and you know, They'll have some, there'll be some throws that are coming their way. Sean Clifford has been known to, uh, you know, hit defenders with those passes. So Ohio State's going to have some chances to send that stock way up this week. But for now, I'm just, I'm just keeping my eye on it. Yeah, I buy that. It's good. It's good, good investment, I think. Um, There's no investment at all. You didn't buy it. Well, but. He he kind of hinted that he wants to buy it. You know what I mean? He's like laying the foundation. So it's, it's, I'm not, the futures market. I'm not get, telling people to what up. to do with their money. Yeah. I'm just suggesting. Now we're in the futures market. Got yeah. Cool, uh-huh. cool, 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 cool. I said there were no rules, Berm. Cool. There are no rules. All right. Do whatever you want. That giant grasshopper sets the rules. <laughs> um, <laughs> if he tells me to do something, <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Holy smokes. Uh, I will go stock slightly up on something that I frankly thought we would not see very much this year which is Jim Knowles actually putting a third linebacker on the field. Um, mm. I, I think I even wrote before the Notre Dame game because that's all people were talking about, and it was a big talking point in the offseason. Like, forget it. It's not going to happen. He's just going to keep his five safeties out there or five defensive backs out there. And I think that's largely been the case. But we saw it against Wisconsin with Sonny Styles, who was effectively playing linebacker. He was down in the box. Mm-hmm. And then this past week with Cody Simon, who played very well, had six tackles, probably played the, the best he's played certainly this year. I mean, you can think he'd make the argument in, in his career in a handful of snaps. Um, and that's going to be important against Michigan uh, more than anything else. I don't – we very well may not even see it again until Michigan, uh, and that's fine. But I think it matters how good it looked on Saturday against Iowa, how comfortable Cody Simon looked kind of playing as a fifth defensive lineman, helping set the edge, crashing down on a couple runs. Uh, they're going to need that down the road. So uh, I like that we've seen it a little bit. I like that it's looked good when we have seen it. And it's going to matter in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it cliche if I say Cam Martinez? No, go for it. I, I think Cam Martinez stocks up. Yeah. Uh, clearly, we're seeing him in the game earlier and more often in these last couple weeks. And especially, I think it's interesting against Iowa when you're playing a team that is so tight end heavy that you're playing 
safeties like Cam Martinez in that situation who are smaller guys in stature, but obviously just the quickness, the ability to read what's happening. You see the light is coming on for Cameron at safety and in the defensive backfield. As long as he can stay healthy, Jim Knowles said it on Tuesday. That's been the reason that he hasn't been able to get out there as much as they would like. He had a high ankle sprain uh, that he suffered against uh, Toledo, and, and now you're starting to see him back to normal. Um, and you really do see him. He's flying around the field. He's seeing where things are going and quickly getting there. And he's got a different level of like sideline to sideline speed than a lot of these other safeties do. So, and he's best friends with Lathan Ransom. And I think that's rubbing off. Like you're starting to see the the light come on. Yeah, I was going to also go to safety. Really, just that whole unit. I, I, stock is so far up for that. Cameron Martinez adding to the depth is key to that. Uh, Josh Proctor coming back off of an illness should help with that depth as well. But I'm not sure that it's going to matter a ton because Tanner McAllister has played so well and knows where to be and how to maximize the play calls from Jim Knowles and, and Ronnie Hickman. We've talked about him all year with the consistency. And now the rest of the country is starting to recognize what Lathan Ransom is doing. Uh, it's remarkable. Again, we've made that point a number of times that he, on January 1, was flying on the field at the Rose Bowl with a broken leg. And now here he is going on to Thorpe Award watch list. And frankly, I'm surprised that he was like got that opportunity. Not watch list. He's a semifinalist. Semifinalist. Sorry, yeah. He went from not being on the watch to the semifinalist. To being a semifinalist. Yeah. But that surprised me because Tanner McAllister has some stats that you can point to, and Ronnie Hickman is considered has the reputation coming off of a year ago. So that surprised me, but I think that the rest of the country has taken notice for what a Jim Knowles safety-driven defense can do, and the stock is going continuing to go up for that. Uh, but just like at corner, you're going to have to earn that uh, on the road against Penn State and prove that that is legit. I think they will, but we'll find out on Saturday. Yeah, and kudos to the Thorpe Award people for actually paying attention to what's happening on the field. I'm looking at you, Butkus. Are you doing the same? That dovetails very nicely to my last stock off, which Perfect. is like a Tommy Eichenberg still, I guess, because <laughs> he keeps doing different stuff every week. He's like Apple stock now. Yeah, it's through the roof, man. Scored a touchdown. Was all over the place. Was their co-defensive player of the, of the game? I think was he been that every game so far this year? If not, I should have been. <laughs> I uh, think we have to retire that award. <laughs> yeah, just call it the Eichenberg Award for a high state defensive player of the game. Like, I don't know how much more we can say about how well he's playing, but I feel like every week we need to uh, at least you know pay attention to it, recognize it. Because as Berm has said, he is playing like the best linebacker in the country. You wanted to because I think that was your fourth stock. Yeah, that was my fourth stock. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know we were doing four. I mean, we can you did four. Didn't you do four? I don't know. I, I did three. I did There's three. no rules, though. Wait. <laughs> Only the grasshopper makes the rules. We've already established that. You didn't do four? I did. I thought you both did four. That's why I did a four. No. No, <laughs> no you God. were the first one, remember? You right, just well. really wanted to Let's get Let's each Tommy. do seven. No, I was like <laughs> scrambling to figure out a I'm four. I'm just going to do one without any context. Jesse Merko, <laughs> boop, 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 stock up, continues to just put teams exactly where they need to be. And that's inside the five yard line. He's kicking a great. He's going to be needed this weekend. Okay. Um, you got another one? Or not. Yeah, Chip sure. Trainer was going to score touchdowns. <laughs> one touchdown. Riley Jeffers for continuing to listen to the podcast. Uh, That's right. Stock up. Not everybody can say that. Stock way up. That's a smart move uh, if you're in the building and listening to the show. Um, you better confirm that you did because we're going to know now. We name dropped you. That's Bill Berm. This is I'm Austin. This has been the Wednesday Stock Watch uh, Podcast Daily. A lot of different names. We appreciate you watching and listening with us. A couple more days to go till we will be at Ohio State and Penn State Saturday at noon. We'll see you there.